Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce. Episode 283, flying high above the planet. Please note, if you look to your left, you'll see the Pacific Ocean. And if you look to your right, you'll see the Atlantic Ocean. It's just oceans everywhere. It's a wide plane. Yep, it is. Big plane of America. And it's coasting on nothing but faith. Oh, boy. Which way is it directed? Because north, there's lots of room to land. But Yep. South yeah. uh, Central America, she's a narrow runway for, for a, a wide plane like that. I think uh, at this point, America is just going down, down, always down, downward spiral. It's okay. Well, though. it's still like, I mean, that's we're down, that's established. I just mean, what's her bearing? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think, well, isn't down and south the same thing? Uh, technically, no. Oh, uh, it's more of a that's different dimensions. Oh, well, that's what I get for listening to Tree Beard. I mean, on a on a on a map where that is oriented with the north pointing up, uh, then I guess yes. But yeah. we're we're not we don't live on a map. Will how did we the live, north we live in the real goddamn world? How did North score that cushy gig? Like, I mean. That seems like a little bit of bias there, right? Like north is up. I mean, come on, north could be anywhere, right? Um, I mean, I guess yes. It's prob. It's probably. I mean, didn't they? Aren't the maps that we have? Aren't they structured the way they are to like basically give allow for European supremacy more or less, <laughs> especially like European and American supremacy in the the way that I, I believe. Isn't it technically they should be upside down of what they are? And I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna and argue the, and that, the dimensions yeah. are all fucked up as to what they actually are. I believe I, I think that's pretty true. I think, I think that's, that's pretty I true. guess that's why that's how, uh, yeah, um, white supremacy and uh, patriarchy, I guess, is, is how North got that cushy job, is my answer. Well, that turned out to be a lot more sad and uh frustrating than i kind of initially anticipated i was just looking for some early banter to make people kind of feel like hey i'm just like them they have thoughts like me i think about the supremacy of the north all the time well people people come here for the last but they also come here for the knowledge because this podcast is often used in the classroom to teach the kids and so the kids should know that uh technically your maps are racist are, is there anything else the kids should know? I feel like this is an important part that we maybe haven't been treating, you know, sort of seriously enough. You know, maybe we've just been kind of letting down folks in our duty to tell them, you know, the honest to God truth about facts. Yeah. I mean, you've got the school children deal here. This is your platform. You know, what, what else do you think they should know? I mean, I, I, I feel like you, you can be you can be honest with them about you know, maybe we don't need to like uh, inflate so many uh, historical figures uh, 
character just because they were important like historically doesn't mean they were always good people so maybe we should be more realistic in the way we portray historical figures so that we don't sell a certain bill of goods that we then have to continually like uh clean up as as the kids age over time especially because uh only so much does that image ever get cleaned up if you don't like keep going to like college and things like that or depending on what kind of classes you're even taking in a high school or a middle school like i don't know how much they're really getting into all the things about america that aren't great they're just kind of focusing on the the basic ideas which are awesome but then they're just not bringing up all the downsides to those awesome ideas yeah level yeah, with these kids they can take it man so there was an interesting and if book. they can't take it then then uh then i don't know like let them start a revolution i mean yeah, they do sometimes yeah. in some places yeah yeah and then the military takes over and then you have like another you know another military coup i'm just saying let them form a child army. Oh, I don't know. Because, like, that's... have you ever noticed, like, most I, uh, mo- most movies? I see, most, there's a lot of movies. Well, there's I'm, a lot of movies. Okay, where like where like there's some kids and like some bad's going on. Right. Those kids they got to band together to stop that bad thing. And that bad thing, well, it's usually being spearheaded by an adult. So I'm saying, like, just like on a on a more on a, on a wider scale, let's let these kids form like uh-huh. like band together and uh-huh. like stop these adults from doing the bad things. Like, let's, are let's you, let these are, are kids form doing, an army. Are you doing let's that arm thing? these kids uh-huh. and let's let them let's let them fix the let's let them let's let them save the the save the house uh-huh. from the bank and like let's let them uh, you know like stop stop those monsters. Like, let's uh, let's let's yeah. do it. What are we waiting for? It's a are proven. You, it's a proven recipe. Can I for good outcomes? Right. Um, like look at Narnia, man. bunch of bunch of bunch of kids fixed that place, and that place is crazy. Yeah. Can I ask, like every can I ask time? You, like point to me one time where where a child army's gone wrong. Well, you can't. You can't. I feel like you start these sort of diatribes uh, that are kind of political in nature about groups of young revolutionaries getting together and you're you're always saying like all those movies that are about this and when you when you say all those movies that are about this you're really just referring to Havana Nights aren't you i mean that's well first and foremost Havana Nights Havana, is the Havana, Havana, Havana Nights Havana yeah. Nights however Havana you want Nights. to say it you can yeah. emphasize it if you want like the I, real I did, now. I did, but I, then I. Then but I no, that's just the first again. example. And I mean, look, those guys were battling with the knights. They're like, "What do you do with the knights?" And the answer is, you give yourself over to the rhythm. I'm just saying, like, let's arm those guys and let's get them fighting the adults. There weren't there weren't actual knights in that movie, by the way. They they meant like <laughs> evening. They didn't mean like actual. Yeah, knights. no, yeah, no. It was it was spelled clearly on the poster. They weren't they weren't trying to fool, fool anybody. Like okay. the, there was no, there's no armor in the commercials. Okay. Okay. Good. I just, I feel like sometimes you, you sort of, you, you draw that comparison, and I don't think you can equate the, the formation of child armor armies with Havana Knights. I, I think that's, it's maybe even a bit naive. 
I'm not trying to. I'm I'm saying like here's the thing about about a about a Havana night. It's uh it's like it's like Footloose, but nobody's telling him not to dance. You know what I mean? But the still right. the spirit of revolution is there, and so I'm saying like let's take that spirit of revolution and then let's go to war with it. Uh, y- yeah, yep. yeah. I, I'm okay. Okay, I. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Um, well, if you if you want to build your child army, you can do it whatever way you want. I'm going to build my child army the way I want to do it. So I want to I want to pull like one of those like crazy like children's crusade kind of armies together where it's just like, hey, like super let's, religious. Yeah, like zealots. Yeah, I mean, snore time. I figure, will. You know, you try news alert there hurting, hurting children, you know, like into an army. It's not like you can't get kids to do shit, you know, like literally half the time they just do it where they want to try to form an army with them. It's a disaster waiting to happen. You want to teach them to dance. I'm just going to point them in the right direction and say, run at those guys. And I, I doubt they'll do even that. Yeah, I mean, you got to give them something to believe in, man. Like Havana? Exactly. Like the dream of dance and, and, and Latin rhythms, my friend. That's how you make an army. This portion of the programming was brought to you by Applebee's, our non-sponsor, Applebee's, isn't it time that you finally sponsored us? We've been asking for like months, like even long after it was funny anymore. We kept asking, do you know why? Because we're desperate. And you know what desperate men will do? Um, They will do a lot of things. I mean, I'm sure somebody has probably listed the several things that desperate men will do, But, but why don't you go look some of those up on Google? Don't make me do your emotional labor, Applebee's. Don't make me do your emotional labor. But here's the ad that we put together for you that you could have if you just sponsored us, Applebee's. You'd have ads like, like this one. No, sorry. I thought you had taken the reins on that one. Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to talk about my emotional labor that I was putting in with Applebee's. I just wanted to complain for a little bit. You're the genius, the marketing genius, man. Oh, man. I wasn't even thinking one. I thought you I thought you were taking it. I thought you were like, no, I got what have I taken? Why then? let Nelson have all the fun? I know you. I because I'm just, you here's the, the thing. Like, I'm, I, I want you to take this one. I'm going to I'm going to give you the same guidance that I give the children in my army. I'm going to tell I'm going to hand you like a bottle, bottle of liquor and a, and uh-huh. a handkerchief and a uh-huh. lighter. And I'm going to tell you to find depression and to burn it, son, to burn uh, it. All right. All right. And, and there you um, go. Take you take uh, the fire bomb okay. and end it at, at, at the at the social uh, hole of advertising that that stretches around and through an Applebee's. Okay, uh, use, Applebee's. That, use that Applebee's like a like a like a time tunnel to, to hurl that flaming bomb straight into the hearts of, of a of a nation and, and what okay. they want in a, in a casual dining restaurant. Okay, um, Applebee's because your entire life has been suckling the 
yoky teat of capitalist oppression and everything you've ever done up to this point is meaningless. But if you could take one stand, one miserable stand in your entire pointless life and strike out hard at the enemies, the real enemies, the men with the money, the men with the power, the men with all the control that have kept you down for the entirety of your life, care nothing about you. Don't You're not even a blink on their radar if you could strike them hard in the nuts with something that they could never recover from so they would just they would always have really painful nuts then you then it would be applebee's riblets yum that's pretty good like it was it's really good for a while. I, I feel like I kind of lost. It's a little long. Lo- I lost like a little at the end. I feel like it kind kind of derailed there a little bit. I mean, I I kind of I felt like mm-hmm. I could have been better. I don't have your brevity. You you have brevity. I, See, I, that's why I gave, that's why I gave you the firebomb because yeah. you like the firebomb. You can only talk so long before you got to throw that. Thing. I feel like that was a or metaphorical. Else you're going to burn yourself. You're going to burn yourself. Meta- I was thinking it was a metaphorical firebomb, and that I. I was the firebomb, so that I was just getting hotter and hotter, and eventually I would explode. Well, well a metaphorical firebomb can still burn you. Can it? Emotionally, it can burn you. I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. I just sort of dropped the metaphorical firebomb ball. Well, and look, it burned you. You feel bad, don't you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say bad. Awkward. Hey, I wanted to do a podcast recommendation for my friend's podcast. Can I do that now? Am I allowed on our podcast? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, there's it's actually several of my friends, two, two of them from England, uh, Jason Hayden and Tom Butterworth. Um, and then they have a few of their friends who are not my friends yet, but I kind of I kind of think they're my friends now because I've listened to them talk. Uh, but they've got a, a podcast called Podcaster's Guide to the Galaxy. And they go like deep sci-fi nerd on this thing. And they talk about sci-fi shows and they talk about sci-fi books. And occasionally they'll talk about sci-fi. They don't do so much with the comics. They mostly focus on like books and shows and, and games. Um, but they, uh, it's, I, I, they, I, I listened to one of their, their podcasts finally. And it was delightful. Uh, they're 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 good. They're good good they're good nerds, and they 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 talk about interesting things, and they have interesting arguments that I don't necessarily agree with, but I find interesting. So I would say if you find nerds interesting, you might not like you might like podcasters' guide to the galaxy. They also were doing a like championship of of shows like show versus show like kind of final four tournament sort of thing mm-hmm. um and they did one of their brackets and it was so i was listening to arguments and there were there were things like like westworld versus quantum leap was one of the one of the the brackets and like picard versus uh black mirror i think was like another one of the brackets. i mean no it was picard versus westworld excuse me and black mirror versus quantum leap so uh okay. it was it was it was fun it was fun um they 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 they, they, they like the sci-fi and if you That's like cool. the sci-fi you like you might like them talking about the What's sci-fi it called again like. podcaster's guide to the galaxy i'll send you the link so we can put it on the notes 
as British people, so they, they sound very posh while they're talking all their little talkity talks about their little uh, British programmity programs. Um, and you can also get a sense of what, what British people like in sci-fi. Is it the same as Americans? I don't know. Sometimes. Sometimes it's similar. I mean, they did create Doctor Who, which is a little weird. Yeah. But anyway, that was my recommendation of a podcast that I've listened to that I've liked. That was a nice thing you did. Well, I'm trying to spread the love. I'm trying to check to see if there's any more podcasts that I've been listening to that I liked. Uh, How this get made British history podcast. That's a good one. If you like British history, you'll love the British history podcast. Uh, and Madrigal at the movies with Rob and Rob by our friend Rob Schulte. I listen to that from time to time. Yeah, his his pink jeans. They're putting out some new pumpkin spice and and TV show show. Oh, pumpkin spice podcasts are always great. Yeah, so those are back. You should check those out. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's your podcast corner for Rob today. Schulte also posted a cute picture of himself last week as as a wee lad trying to climb out of an Easter basket. So. Go Did he? I never out. get his post. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. Did he? I mean, I just saw me? it on Instagram. I, I didn't. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't look at I don't the know, Instagram. I don't know how many much. people you follow. You follow a lot of people. You look at it very often. Do you? I, I don't know. I I I I mostly use it for my male modeling for my yeah yeah. What's yeah, really funny? We is- started an Instagram for the podcast because a company wanted us to like uh, try to to sell their scarves. And they wanted us to like model scarves and they wanted our Instagram. And so I was like, all right. And I made us an Instagram. And then like they did, they never got back to us. I feel like we really got shafted by that company. We would have sold their scarves so hard. I know. Like, like what, it, it profits you nothing to not send us to send us. I don't know. Send us. A we, we were going to talk about video games for a little while. I we were. We video, should do that. I want to hear your video game story. Oh, I was just uh, there. There had been like a Twitter post about like what was the first video game you remember playing, and I was like, I don't quite remember first for sure, but I definitely remember like the group of games and for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred that when it would get plugged in to like the living room TV to get played, like before it got plugged into a TV in the basement where you could you could potentially play it if you felt like it whenever. Those times where it's like, oh man, mom and dad are getting out the Atari and plugging it into the TV. Sweet, that's awesome. I remember, I remember playing some some fucking asteroids and some missile command and some space invaders. I just, I I think it's fascinating that one, you know, it's it's like a lost era where the technology. Uh, of games was so much better at the arcade than what you could get at home, right? Mm-hmm. So you had your your gaming system, but you really you really had to go to the arcade to get the best looking and most fun games most of the time. Even though I, by the time we got to Nintendo, it started to get a little closer. Um, you were at least going to see like it would be the same thing. Like there there yeah. wasn't like a, a slightly like uh, scaled down home version. I, I'd forgotten because right. yeah, I was I was looking up, but I was trying to find like the images of like the Atari twenty six hundred images and forgot about how like the twenty six hundred like Pac Man where like they the like the the fucking pellets weren't circular, they were like dashes because the, <laughs> the screen was kind of simplified a little bit. 
I was like, oh yeah, I do remember them looking like that. I haven't seen them look like this in so long, but it's <laughs> fucking taking me back. <laughs> I uh, I realized you could you could get uh, quite a few like Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo games on um, and GameCube games on on uh, online now, just on on emulators that you can run online, which is mm. wild. Like I could pl- I played Civ two the other day for like five hours uh, on an online simulator, and it was great. It was just like the I remembered how much I love Civ 2 with all the excitement and the advances of all the new versions. Civ 2 was really the first one that I fell in love with. So that was kind of fun to do. But yeah, I'm I'm old enough. My first game was Pong and it was over at some friends of my folks, uh, the Derringers household. They had a Pong machine and they were Pong was in. in that mix of the yeah. games. I feel like it was too. It was the like um, they had like the uh, they would have the games where it was like that as a selling point it'd be like 30 different games but they were all basically like like 15 of them were pong but some they would put like different shields and shit and like wall bits in the way (laughs) if you cycled through them and then there's like a few things of like shooting in mazes and the mazes were just different you could cycle what maze you wanted and that was like the different games at first then I feel like they started getting at least a little more variation, but I, I, that's where I remember playing Pong a little bit more, but it's not one of the first ones that comes to mind. So I think it, my parents, they definitely, they loved some Frogger and some Space Invaders, I remember it. So it was probably one of those yeah. two that I played first. Well, I've been, I, I am like so late to this game, but um, I discovered this week on, on Xbox Game Pass uh, the original Dishonored, and it's quite a bit of fun. I had never played it before. I played I'm, a little I'm bit of it. it. It was it was like a I was playing. I finally started playing it on my 360, like before I had gotten uh, the Xbox One, and so I, then I kind of when I got that, I kind of shifted over and I never picked it up again. I played like a little ways through. I remember lo- digging it. It's a good game. It's a it's it's a lot of fun. I've I've been enjoying it. It's it's uh, it's got that. It, that feel that that uh, Elder Scrolls Fallout kind of feel to it. In, in yeah, it does. It does, but a little darker and and and, mm-hmm. and very British. It's got a very yeah. British feel to it, which is kind of fun. So, yeah. um, anyway, that we just did our time. That we didn't get to talk about nearly all of the video games that uh, I want to talk about. But those are a couple of us to look at and check hey, out. You know what? Talk about one more. You 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 deserve it. Oh, I, I deserve it. All right, guy. Um, I started playing one called Control. Um, that's on it's on Xbox Game Pass, but it's a uh, it's kind of freaky. It's a third person shooter, not shooter specifically, but you know it's kind of in that in that vein, um, where you like walk into this building that's the Federal Bureau of Control, and like you go through the doors, and you're supposed to be interviewing to be a janitor, and you're like talking to this voice inside your head, and then you go find the director of the com- of the agency, and he's just shot himself, and you pick up his weapon, and it turns out it's some universal uh, object weapon from a long time ago, and you become the director of the Federal Bureau of Control, and you got to try to figure out what the fuck is going on, and everything's really trippy, and things keep turning red, and all these folks are just like hanging in the sky and it's bizarre and it's amazing at the same time so if you have xbox game pass and you want a real trippy game check out control it's fun that's crazy it's nuts it's wild 
That's crazy. The it's absolutely wild. Crazy. I'm glad that we had you talk about one. Oh, you got another one? Um, well, I went back and played Dragon's Age Inquisition and Origins again because those were both on Xbox Game Pass, and I fucking love that world in those games. But I kind of want to play through those there. again sometime. I feel like I've never gone back. The way that I've played through some Mass Effects like multiple times, I feel like yeah. I only ever played through the Dragon's Ages the once, and I I should do it again sometime because I I gotta it. I gotta say Origins Origins is a little it's a little bit of a grind because it's it's I can see that I remember it being slightly grindy at the time and like some of the stuff that you were doing and or especially like uh like getting better shit like powering yourself up was a little grindy sometimes yeah in the, yeah in the origins i think they streamlined it a little bit it weirdly kind of walked the same path that like the mass effect games of like the specificity of like your equipment I yeah feel like where it was like yeah. It was like too much fucking work. The first one, second one, like not enough work, way too streamlined. The third one's like, all right, here you go. But I do remember that third one. There was so much fucking crafting. I remember spending more time than I wanted to crafting. Oh, yeah. Inquisition is just like, yeah, yeah, craft fest. And I decided to do like all the side quests this time with Inquisition because the first time I kind of punched it, it was one of the first games I played where you could do that kind of uh dragon's age witcher thing where you went from map to map over a Mm -hmm. whole big area and yeah so i didn't really understand kind of what the fuck i was doing so i was just pushed through the main quest real fast and didn't do Mm -hmm. a lot of the side quests so this time i did extra shit in there yeah this time i did all the side quests and i was so jacked by the time i got to the end the end was just a piece of piss (laughs) because it's like super powerful by then I feel like that is my that's my history with Dragon's Age ones because I like running around and doing all the extra shit so that and then by the time yeah the end rolls around it's like all right I feel like I've got this <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well hey that's I think we yeah. double deuced it yeah anyway, no, we definitely what did. are your favorite video games hashtag double deuce games and let us know also if you want to join my my child army uh you can let us know to let's do it through the podcast for there's a lot of dancing a lot of dancing in his child army there's a lot of dancing and a lot of molotov cocktails so if you like cha-chaing and sambaing and also like burning down an old world so that we can create a new world then um hey nelson's army is for you nelson's kid army sorry and not to be confused with nelson's army that was a whole other thing we're not that's yeah, yeah we're not getting back into that don't worry we double we, deuce you can call it the nka yeah in fact we will trademark spicy beef get on that double <laughs> deuce double deuce this has been double deuce podcast if you thought the intro sounded bad this outro sounds even worse thank you for listening to the double deuce podcast we'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought you can reach us at double deuce pod at gmail.com catch us on twitter at double deuce pod or facebook double deuce podcast yeah and also you should uh subscribe and you should rate and review and things i hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good and on the inside yep and the outside both I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. (laughs)